Good day, everybody. Welcome to our radio show. I'm very glad to be with you today, just like I am and have been over the course of the last 13 years. Weekly broadcasts on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We've got a great show for you today. We're talking about a lot of things going on in northern Nevada, as well as updates from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, so you can keep track of where home prices are going and give you an idea of when you need to pull the trigger if you haven't on buying or selling. Today we're being joined by two representatives from the Reno Historic Reno Preservation Society. We're going to be talking with John Farrell. He's one of the board members, along with Carol Hunter Coleman. And they're going to tell us about the great things they're doing here in northern Nevada and Reno Preservation Society. Joining us, too, Dan Ryder. Dan is the broker and owner of Nevada Home Connections here in northern Nevada. We're glad he's with us today. We're going to be talking about real estate and his take on the historic society that we have here in northern Nevada. And then big event coming up. We're going to be talking about the Reno Blues Society 25th Anniversary Dance Party coming up on August the 4th at the beautiful Ramada Inn here in northern Nevada. Jamie Clund is the president and he's going to be joining us too. And ladies and gentlemen, guess what? There's even more because later on the show we're going to be talking with Debbie Gilmore and Andy Joyner. They are with the Mason Valley Beekeepers and also the Nevada State Beekeeping Conference. That and a lot more sweet stuff coming up after this break. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio right here on 1180 AM Radio in Northern Nevada. We're one of the Lotus broadcast stations and pleased to be with you today chatting and talking about real estate and real estate for investors in Northern Nevada. You know, I was recent, recently reading the Case Schiller Core Logic Index. That's one of the big reports that we get periodically here in Northern Nevada about what's happening in home prices across the country, not just in Northern Nevada, because we all think, you know, Reno prices are going up so high, so high. You know, maybe we uh, we should look in other areas, but I got to tell you, prices are going up all over the place. In fact, the 20 city composite that Kay Schiller looks at have posted a 6%, 6.6% year over year gain uh, in home prices. Of course, you compare that to northern Nevada, it's way off, right? But it is going in the same direction. So as the tide rises, all home prices across the country seem to be going up. But there are still great deals out there. If you'd like to get some more information about what's happening on the Case Schiller Index, you can visit caseshiller.com or you can give me a call after the show. We have a lot of great scales, projects. We have... Uh, uh, charts and graphs that show really where home prices are going across the country. But the main thing is this, they're going up. And with us to talk about where home prices are today, Dan Ryder from Good morning. Nevada Home Connections. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So yeah, home prices continue to move in the up direction. Dan, is that slowing down the desirability of homes in Northern Nevada as prices go up? Well, I, the simple fact is we just don't have enough of them. Yeah. And uh, it, it is a national phenomenon. In fact, uh, Last year, they were predicting that this year, in August, that we would uh, nationally be about four and a half million homes short. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't seen any recent data on that, but it sure feels that way in Reno right yeah, now. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's a problem. You know, it's a combination of uh, labor, skilled labor, particularly mm -hmm. materials, and you know, still fighting a lot of uh, you know government, uh, you know, laws and legislation, things that were formed ten or fifteen years ago that are uh, making it really difficult to recover now. Yeah, I mean, you've really got to be on your toes if you're a home seller, a home buyer, because it's not like so easy to pull the trigger on purchasing a home. There's so many details that happen. And, and, and then you have to wonder, why do people want to buy homes? Because uh, when I was a young man, Dan, I rented for most of my life until I was almost 30. And I liked the freedom. I liked being able to get up and about. And I would think that the younger generation today would feel the same, but maybe they don't. Are they really buying homes, people in their 20s and 30s? They are. Uh, in fact, uh, the majority of buyers in the United States now are millennials. Uh, they surpass every mm -hmm. other generation combined. Really? Really? And, They're the uh, ones buying. And unfortunately, in, in you know, Reno area, in particular, Reno and Sparks, yeah. uh, it's just as difficult to find a place to rent yeah. as it is to buy. So mm -hmm. it's not much relief. Dan, you've lived in northern Nevada a long time. I'm a native. Actually. You're a native, native of northern Nevada. 
And so you have really seen it go through some changes in your short lifespan. But there are some short lives. Thank you very much. Your short lifespan. You are see. you talking about what I have left? Or <laughs> what? Okay. No, no, no. You're just a kid. <laughs> it's, it's, what I'm saying is that you've seen Reno in this short amount of time go through some changes. We're going to be going through more changes. But um, we have some other guests in the studio today that I think are a good tie-in to having you here joining us because we have John Farrow. He's a board member at the Historic Reno Preservation Society. And joining him, too, as a board member is Carol Hunter Coleman. Welcome to both of you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. So John and Carol, uh, when I first moved to northern Nevada, and that was in 2000, I lived near downtown. I lived on a uh, street just off of Arlington. And uh, it was right in that beautiful area that is known now as uh, the, New, New Lands. New Lands. the Newlands New Estate. Yeah. Is that part of the Reno Historic Preservation Area? Well, every house that's 50 years old would be part of the Historic Reno Preservation Society's interest group. And that's how it works. Yeah. And let yeah. me add, uh, I do live in the Newlands neighborhood. Fort mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to come here in 2011. The market had not started to come up yet. Mm -hmm. Coming from California, it was like a giveaway. Everything was uh, a giveaway mm -hmm. here. Half price at that time. At mm -hmm. least half mm -hmm. price. And so was able to get into a beautiful uh, historic home in the, in the manor. Mm -hmm. I actually live in the manor. Yeah. Past the pillars. <laughs> so, oh, wow, beautiful. And uh, through a lot of diligent work, uh, historic Carino preservation, uh, people work for the for preservation, mm -hmm. we were able to designate that neighborhood on the National Register. Mm -hmm. So now there's not really, there's no protections that come with that, but we do get the notoriety to be on the National Trust uh, historic, uh, Register of Historic Places in the, in, the, in the whole country. If any of our listeners do not know what the Newlands District, Newlands area look like, they really need to check it out. I lived on Gordon Avenue, oh, yeah. which is just one off of Arlington yeah. near LaRue. And you know, right around the corner of these homes, I, I, it's hard to just describe. I think they're much like homes that I see on the East Coast sometimes. They are. They have just a more of a Victorian look. They're all unique. They're all different. There's a lot of brick. Uh, they're all, it's like a, a little museum to walk around because you just don't see homes like this all the right. time. And trees, talk about trees. The whole place is in a canopy. It it's is. It's very cool to very be there. And uh, Dan Ryder, you live right around the corner. From I do, technically I'm the, in the Newlands edition. You're in the new. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I'm, I'm in the newer stuff in <laughs> oh, the yeah. 50s, yeah, where, that's where the carpet ends and linoleum. Yeah, begins, that's I outside guess. the manor. What I like, too, is that area is not flat. I mean, there's some, there's uh, gyrations in the terrain, which makes it fun if you like sure. bicycle. Well, originally those were all, I, I found out where my house sits was originally a chicken ranch. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so the little stone house was the family house. Isn't it still a chicken me. ranch? <laughs> well, it could be. It could be. There are days. I get know. eggs from this guy, so I know you've got chickens. Okay, you never let right. the chickens go, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Very there, nice area. There yeah. are about 700, 750 homes that are in the Newlands District, mm -hmm. the historic district. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you could say it would go from the river south to not quite Moana, from Arlington West to about Sharon. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if people are interested in what area they could look in, yeah. drive around there sure. is. Yeah. Or is they could go on one of our walks and we'll designate uh, which ones they are. So You know, and I'll tell you, bringing new people to the area, you know, I don't care if they're looking for a, you know, a three car garage in Spanish Springs, I always put that on the tour, mm -hmm. you know, of the area, because oh, yeah. it's just so comforting to know that that's mm -hmm. there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Isn't it you true know? when you move to Northern Nevada, it doesn't matter what part of Northern Nevada you move to, you kind of have the other parts too, because that's one of the neat things about living here mm -hmm. is that I can go up to Mount Rose real quick. I can go to Fernley or Fallon real quick. I can go to the Newlands District to drive around real quick. I mean, it's, it's the feeling that you have, the access that you have wherever you live, but you have to know where these really delightful areas mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. The Preservation Society, that's what your job is, right? It's to let people know where these areas where are. The that's to, right, mm -hmm. to, to educate and advocate. And also mm -hmm. to try to protect what's left of our heritage here. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what's the difficult part right now because we're a pro-growth area yeah. and we don't have the backing of the city council. So without government support, 
it's a real uphill battle for us. You need a good lobbyist is what you need. Well, <laughs> I, know I know a guy. <laughs> okay, that's what I need. <laughs> I need some contacts. Well, what, is, what are some of the preservation areas or historic areas that might be under threat of some sort or well, that we need to discuss? One that I heard the response from UNR this morning is the area that's Center Street between 8th and 9th mm -hmm. and Lake Street in that area. Mm -hmm. And uh, a group had put in a proposal to move those 12 houses to Evans Park and create a historic park. Mm -hmm. And UNR has turned it down. And those homes, which are uh, Queen Anne's vintage 1890, early 1900, are going to be moved out to you're going to know the name of it before I can. It's Burning Man basically has got the contract. Mm -hmm. It's going out to where that area is. Oh, it's it, the ranch. It's going to the ranch. No, Fly Ranch probably. Fly Ranch. Got it. Can you imagine those <laughs> homes out there? I think that's really sad. It is. It is kind of sad that they would have to do that to move it because they really belong here. They were built here. They're part of Reno's right. history and yeah. all. But regardless, um, we have to know what's happening and how to protect what we still have in northern Nevada and just be more aware of the benefits of living in Reno and the surrounding areas and the beautiful architecture, the historic uh, buildings that we see. They're all part of why we come mm -hmm. here. So I, before we, we take our break, we do have to take a break. We're going to come back and talk more. But Carol, I'd like to let uh, have you let our people know, our listeners know, if anybody wants to find out more information about the Historic Reno Preservation Society, what's the best way to do that? Okay, we have a website. It's historicreno.org. And you can find out about our walking tours, about our programs, about our home tour there. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram, no. neither of which I'm on, so I don't. Okay. <laughs> but you know you're there. But That's I know it's there. You said you're there, yes, yes. Uh, well, it's, it's great to chat with you and with John, too. We're going to talk more about the Reno Historic Reno Preservation Society, and you've got more walks coming up here later this month in July. Well, I do. Also, Dan Ryder is going to be joining us uh, uh, when we come back to as well to talk to us a little bit more about real estate in northern Nevada. We'll be back after this. Hi, I'm Chris from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Cindy from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Jody from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Now is the time of year when insects, pests, and rodents are the most active and they want to get inside of your home. Stop those critters and bugs from coming into your home. Call us here at Truckee Meadows Pest Control, 332-0604. Or visit tmpestcontrol.com. TM Pest, we are licensed and insured in Nevada. Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Control, Control is, is what it's all about. about. Chucky Meadows Pest Control is locally owned and operated. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show today. We're talking about a lot of exciting things going on in northern Nevada and real estate in northern Nevada as well. With me in the studio today, we're talking about the historic Reno Preservation Society and also talking about real estate with Dan Ryder from Nevada Home Connections. Dan, hope you're doing well today. Thank you. I am. Hey, so you really do live in a historic district. I really like your area. I guess area so, too. Please don't yeah. tell my wife that. Well, <laughs> oh, she wants to buy new furniture, yeah, right? We just thought it was an old house. Now it's historic. That oh, yeah. sounds, yeah. Yeah. It does sound better, doesn't it? Rustic is what I call my place. <laughs> don't paint the house. Leave it alone. It's rustic. No, it's a lot of fun. John Farrell's with us, too, and John is a board member of the Historic Reno Preservation Society. John, have you been involved with the organization for a while? Five years. Five years, and it, yeah. obviously you enjoy what you do, right? You, I enjoy it. Yeah. I've always been into uh, preservation mm -hmm. and uh, loved the old homes and was able to buy into an old home. And yeah. it uh, was a diamond in the rough when I got it to it, mm -hmm. but it's uh, back to its uh, stellar glory again. So it's kind of nice when you're in, with the Historic Reno Preservation Society. It's kind of like your home own, own homeowners association, isn't it? Because you it live is. in that in that area. <laughs> it is very nice. And I can advocate for my neighbors not to touch the exterior of their homes yeah. if they're historical. And uh, so it's really a, it's a it's a great uh, combination of advocacy for historic Reno preservation mm -hmm. and also uh, maintaining the the glory of our neighborhood, which it really is. Uh, it's a, it's just, uh, it's a little oasis in, in all of Nevada. There's nothing else oh, no. like it. So. You know, when I go to San Francisco, I always love, love to go down Lombard Street, yes. crooked street in the world. And in a way, driving through the Newlands District. <laughs> Marsh Reno, Avenue. Marsh, <laughs> Marsh Avenue on Trash Day. It's I a like, lot like I, Lombard I, Street, right? <laughs> I like Nixon Street. Right? Yeah. You're just driving down the <laughs> yeah, street. Yeah. You're just having a great time. And, <laughs> and you know, it's just it's just beautiful area there. Carol, you're with us, uh, too, talking about the Historic Preservation Society. 
yourself, you live yeah. in one of those types of homes, or? I appreciate those kinds <laughs> of homes. Mm-hmm. No, we uh, we live. I'm not in the right zip code for this organization. <laughs> I'm 20 miles out of town on Montrose Highway, in a lodge. Uh-huh. But my house is full of old things. <laughs> not just me, but other. Classics. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a collector of yeah. things. Are you? So. Well, I am too. I see beautiful things, and I must have them. Well, I, it's not beautiful. I, I collect Raggedy Ann's, irons, toasters, um, Fiesta ware. Three of anything makes it a collection. <laughs> yeah, so I, so I collect. True enough. Dan Ryder, when we talk about the Historic Preservation Society and the kind of homes that we have, let's say in the Newlands District, if somebody wants to come into town, live there, maybe purchase a home the way John did, are there additional challenges in either availability, in price, in zoning? Well, you know, it's funny you ask that. I, I think one challenge as a, a real estate broker, and, and because I live in the area, it's, it's fairly easy for me, and that is to uh, keep a, a really good eye on the inventory, get out there and look at the houses as they come up for sale because uh-huh. condition and uh, updating, you know, how, how the fixtures are, uh, it can make a big, big swing in value. So you yeah. can't mm-hmm. judge a book uh, by its cover. Right. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's it's all over the place. I will tell you in that it's one of the places in town that you still see a lot of successful flips, where contractors will come mm-hmm. in and buy a fixer upper, and just doll it out hmm. and sell it for top dollar. You right. wouldn't think you'd see so much of that anymore, but it's the one neighborhood in town that is, it might even be the de- dominant sales tactic, actually. Right, all of it's very little turnover in our neighborhood. It's, yeah. it's pretty rare, uh, but you're right, the developers do come in. But it helps me, you know, knowing, looking at the inventory to price these places out, because right. this range of value can be. So do you huge. have to be on your toes there as well, like you do in any other part of Northern Nevada? If you're looking for a home in a particular neighborhood, you've got to, be ready to pull the trigger quickly. Per- perhaps most more so. Yeah, even more so. So that means that you have to work ahead of time, talk to a pro like yourself, let them know what you're looking for so that somebody can put it up on their radar. And then when it comes up, if you have all the background, the knowledge, you know what comparables look like, you can make a quick decision, quick decision, you know, in parenthesis, because you have to be ready. You know, otherwise, you'll lose yeah, the deal. Yeah, that's true. And price-wise, Dan, I mean, would... Uh, if somebody wants comparables, let's say in the Newlands district, and they look at, you know, they go east four or five, six blocks, it could, I would think it could be dramatic. Even within different. that neighborhood, you'll see homes trade at $200 a square foot, and you'll see others trade at $400 a square foot, oh. and, mm-hmm. and they might look quite similar from the right. exterior. Right. So. Mm-hmm. When you're buying um, an older home, Dan, um, you know, you're, you're doing just that. You're buying an older home and older stuff that mm-hmm. goes with it furnace air conditioning, windows, my gosh, I mean. There's some environmental concerns, yeah. you know, you have potential certainly for lead-based paint, mm-hmm. uh, uh, even the potential for lead solder in the pipes, which people don't often think of. Mm-hmm. But there's just a few extra steps to, to check the safety mm-hmm. and health and safety of the house and yeah. how it's going to affect the occupants, but mm-hmm. I think it's a great place to live. Being a native of Nevada, Reno, Dan, that gives you, I would think, an advantage over many people who really just don't know the roots, the histories of some of these neighborhoods that could really add value to your purchase down the road or maybe give you problems. I would like to think so. I would think so, yeah, yes. So let's go with yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, is asbestos still an issue uh, in buying a home, especially when you're looking at an older yeah, home? Yeah, there, there are always environmental concerns. Yeah, you know, if you're living in a home built in the 60s or 70s, you probably have uh, asbestos tiles or acoustics in your ceiling. So. Mm-hmm. Consult consult a pro, probably not a real estate broker, although most of us are pretty well acclimated to what to watch out for, but there are a lot of smart people, inspectors and, and of, of the such that can you know walk you through that. I'm talking with Dan Ryder. Dan is the owner of the broker of Nevada Home Connections here in Northern Nevada. Uh, Dan, a lot of real estate offices in Northern Nevada, some of them are huge. They have 100 or more agents. Uh, your office works a little bit differently. Tell us a little bit more about Nevada Home Connections. We have 15 agents, two offices. Uh, primarily, uh, we work in groups, um, and you know our, our lead agents. There's eight of us. We're all uh, very seasoned people. We all have our broker's mm-hmm. license, and so it's uh, it's more of a, a co-op family type feel than a than a traditional business brokerage. And I want our listeners to know, I've worked, I've worked with real estate professionals for many, many years, and there's a big difference when you're dealing with somebody that just got their license yesterday. 
And somebody that's been in the business five years, 10 years, 15 years or more, because that knowledge is really the professional part of what you get when you deal with a real estate professional. And you can't get that on your first day. And yet, uh, you can have two real estate agents sitting side by side and they might both be interested in the same property, in the same client. Uh, and I think, Dan, sometimes people are just hesitant to ask about credentials. Credentials seem to be getting more and more important all the time. I don't know. Yeah, they've always been important. I, I think the bigger issue is that the credentials are more easily faked <laughs> in this day and age. <laughs> I do see a lot of fakery. Yeah, I was new once, and I, and I know there are a lot of brokerages who have great training programs mm -hmm. and support systems for new licensees. So uh, without that, you know, that new breath of life in the industry, it's... Oh, it's got to have no doubt. Uh, that said, I do think there are some real advantages to find somebody who's... Uh, Little more experience, yeah. Especially uh, if it's particularly a if you're a, an experienced home buyer or seller, yeah. You know, really, you're going right. to generally just demand a little higher level of service and knowledge. And it's a lot more complicated than it used to be for a variety That's of reasons. So we always recommend that people visit with top pros before they pull the trigger. And Dan Ryder is one of the pros we recommend. Dan, if somebody wants to reach you, Nevada Home Connections, what's the best way? 775-742-3376. All right. And I know you've got a great website, too. We'll get that information up there so people can find you. Thank you. And the Reno Historic Preservation Society. Uh, someday, I hope you're going to be preserving my home. <laughs> I figure in 300 years, it may be worth something. You know? But no, it's a lot of fun, uh, what we do at living in northern Nevada. Um, I hear things about things like the Lear Theater, uh, some of the major buildings. Are you get involved with those, or is, is your area of focus just the homes itself? Carol, why don't you tell us? Uh, we've always been interested in the Lear, and we did have a board member who was on the committee. Mm -hmm. uh, but our focus now is more homes, older homes. We're interested in the Mercantile Building, which is probably going to come down. Uh, we have a list of about... 20 endangered properties. Mm -hmm. uh, only a few of those are homes. Mm -hmm. So we watch places that we would like to see survive mm -hmm. and that we think have a problem, either maintenance problem uh, or uh, someone wants to buy it mm -hmm. uh, and turn it into something else. There was an older home when I moved to northern Nevada that was right on the corner of South Virginia and Kitsky. And it was, I think, the convention center is there Oh, now. Oh, yes. And it's I the had, Lake Mansion. The Lake Mansion. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dan. And I had a chance to go there for one of the final parties they had before the house moved. Mm -hmm. And, boy, that was that was really something to see that happen. Yeah. Was that the Preservation Society involved with that? They were, they were a piece of that. Yeah. Um, they certainly supported it money-wise. Yeah, but that house was on South Virginia and California, was moved about 1978 out to the convention oh, center. Oh, I see, yeah. And then in 2004, it was moved back to Court Street and Arlington. I think by now that should qualify as a mobile home, don't you think? <laughs> mobile home. <laughs> That's move around, but they have the wheels on it. Yeah, the wheels. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> only about four blocks from where it started, so it didn't yeah. go very far. <laughs> it's really beautiful. It's downtown yes, near Arlington, right. just off of Arlington near the river, near the Truckee River. Right. I encourage everybody to show it. And I'm really glad that you all had a chance to come in today. So, Carol, thank you for being with thank us. Thank you. And, John, you too. You thank are you. a great guest to have on the, radio, on the radio show. And maybe you'll come back and talk to us a little bit more I'd about like the that. society thank you. down the road. I'd like that. All right. And Dan Ryder, of course, it's been a pleasure to have you with the show thank as you. well. We're going to continue our conversation with some other guests that are waiting to join us. Uh, Debbie Gilmore and Andy Joyner are going to be joining us. And we're going to be talking about beekeeping and all that fun stuff. And, Dan, I'm hoping you can stay and chat with us a little bit about that, too. You bet. All right. And Jamie Clun, president of the Reno Blues Society, will be joining us, too, after this. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction Jackson. He's the best. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today on a very nice, warm, uh, forget that. It's hot, hot, hot day in northern Nevada. With me in the studio today, I'm continuing my conversation with Dan Ryder. Dan is the broker and the owner of Nevada Home Connections. Dan, hope you're enjoying being on our show today. 
So far, it's been great. So far, it's been good, right? This is the second half. I'm waiting for the bees to come. Uh, you're waiting for the bees. Because this afternoon, we got, oh, we got some great stuff coming up on this part of the show. Jamie Clund is joining us. And Jamie is the president of the Reno Blues Society. Hope you're doing well today, too, Yeah, thank you, Peter. Doing great. And we've got the big event coming up August the 4th. We're going to talk about? We are, yeah. It's our 25th anniversary. We've got Roy Rogers and the Delta Rhythm Kings going to play August 4th at the Ramada. We're excited about that. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, he's a, a slide guitar uh, virtuoso. The guy mm -hmm. is just fabulous. His band is terrific. Uh, and then we've got uh, RBS All-Stars, which our uh, organization was founded 25 years ago by blues musicians. Well, some of those folks are coming back, and they're actually going to have a little uh, all-star band that they're putting together, and that'll be the opening act. But, yeah, we're real excited about it. going to be a lot of fun, and, uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk more about blues music because blues music is seems like it's almost everywhere, Jamie. We've got a great group in the studio to chat with us about that, too, because we're joined by Debbie Gilmore. Debbie is the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association and also in charge of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Thanks, Peter. It's good to be here. It's good to have you back, too. You can tell things are buzzing in the studio today, right? They are. They're yeah. very busy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that you're here because you're finding out about this fantastic Blues Society event coming up. But you also have a chance to be, meet one of my best friends and fellow beekeeper, Dan Ryder. And so today is the first day, I believe the two of you got to know each other, but yes. uh, we're really in the beekeeping world, Dan and I and, and Sherry Hill and the whole group here. We just love bees, but let people know about beekeeping and why that's important to you. Hobby beekeeping is huge in the country right now. Um, and we've seen such an influx of hobby beekeepers in all of our communities. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, it's, it's great fun. Um, it's a great business. So, yep. It's probably are. one of the most, um, holistic type of things that you could do in your backyard because Debbie what I found when I discovered beekeeping is that I'm doing something for myself I love what I do I feel good it's a Zen kind of thing mm -hmm. but I got a call last night from one of my neighbors and he said Peter I got more cherries on my trees this year that I've ever had before I got to get rid of them do you want any and I that's felt right. like saying those are my cherries my bees but it really is fun to know that other people can benefit from what we do. I bet that's a big part of what drives you. That's right, because a, a bee will travel two miles from its beehive. So mm -hmm. the pollination benefits of the whole area in a two-mile radius, you know, those people are benefiting from mm -hmm. the pollination of the honeybees. So. Yeah, I have tasted your honey, too. We were uh, fortunate enough to get a bottle at your, one of your last conventions. And, man, that is some awesome, awesome stuff. It's, yeah. it's a little taste of the Mason Valley when you taste the honey from your operation. Honey from every location is different. There's yeah. so many different varieties of honey, mm -hmm. and I'm sure Dan has witnessed that too. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, as a youngster, my job was extracting honey during the summer, and I tasted so many honeys. And you can have different tasting honey in the same beehive on different frames. You yeah, know. you can. Huh? It's not yes, interesting. you can. Just harvest so, at a different time. Just depending on the nectar source. So when you were a little girl, you were working in the honey business. Tell the listeners, tell our guests in the studio about the history of your company. My great-grandfather moved into the Mason Valley area a hundred years ago this year. Oh. So in 1918, he moved into Mason Valley, uh -huh. and he was a beekeeper. And so I'm fourth generation beekeeper. My son has gotten bees now, so he is officially Ooh. the fifth generation beekeeper. Yeah. And they were commercial honey producers. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't do the pollination rounds, but they were commercial beekeepers. And during World War II, they shipped honey and they shipped beeswax because, um, you know, if you look up the history of beeswax yeah, and stuff, they used a lot of beeswax during World War II. And, and many people who know the family remember them shipping honey and beeswax out on the rail, railroads. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's, it's quite a history. What's that beeswax used for? Oh, beeswax is used for just so many things. Um, not only for beeswax candles, but you can do the latest thing out now is to make, they're called beeswax wraps. You can use them instead of like cling wrap and they're reusable, they're washable. Um, you can do um, bead makers or, you know, people who use, who do beading, they run their string through beeswax. Oh, yeah. They, so it's a lubricant kind of a it is yeah. it is yeah I've heard you know the thing about honeybees is they produce uh, it's really a magical ingredient 
that they produce honey, but a lot of people don't think about the magical ingredient of the wax itself. Dan, you were telling me the other day that uh, the effort, the energy It's a expanded. lot harder for them to make wax, How, actually. In fact, it's, if I'm not mistaken, there's just a short period in their life, maybe a couple <laughs> weeks, where they're even capable of making wax uh -huh. in each bees, when they tend to be pretty yeah. close to the nursery at that time. Mm -hmm. But they'll go through that page. And, which, interestingly, this time of year, they'll actually stop making wax. And I don't know whether it's larvae or what have you, but they'll start stop building comb and set up, at least in my hives, and mm -hmm. shut it down. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of different types of beekeeping equipment, beekeeping operations, Debbie. Um, what I've learned since I've been involved with you and since Dan has helped me get started is that there's really no one way to do the beekeeping world, is there? It's it's so it's so different from one operation to another. I think about the only thing they have in common is the bees. Sometimes you know they, they really <laughs> look different. Much, yes. One of your one of your guests at one of your conferences that I went to, I believe it was in 2017 or 16. Uh, he showed us uh, photos and slides from a beekeeping operation. I believe was it in Kenya. In Kenya, yes. And that was fascinating to me. That yes. was you know I felt like I was watching beekeeping on Mars. It's so different. Uh -huh. Yes, he is actually a beekeeper here in the Reno area, mm -hmm. and he also was a beekeeper when he lived in Kenya. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool the way that they kept the ants away from them. They suspended the hives between two trees, hung them with wire, and uh, it, it looked more like a trap than a hive. But <laughs> it worked, you know. And I, and I guess that's a lot of what you have to do is is modify your apiary depending on what your environment is. Because I know people have. Uh, beehives in Kenya, in Florida, in Arizona, it's drastically different than having a beehive in Montana or Wyoming or Colorado. I mean, how do those little bees know what uh, what temperature they're supposed to run at? Well, there's different races of bees, I guess you would say, and some of them do well in colder weather. Some bees do better in, um, you know, in, in drier areas. Mm -hmm. So there's different varieties of bees that you can get to adapt to these different areas. Mm -hmm. So it was not long ago, it was earlier this year, that we uh, were working on the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Uh, let our listeners know a little bit about that and what we might be looking forward to in 2019. Okay, so um, it will be our ninth annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, and it's the last weekend in February each year. Mm -hmm. And so we are looking at 2019, and we have a returning speaker, Dr. Samuel Ramsey. Oh, I love Samuel. I know. He's a great... He's a rock star is what he is. He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he's not only a, a great entomologist, but he's a great entertainer mm -hmm. and a multi-talented. Oh, yeah. Um, we also have a bee nutritionist coming from the University of Oregon. Mm -hmm. Um, he is very much on the speaker rounds right now because he yeah. is because of his research. You really bring in some of the top knowledge and top speakers and, and demonstrations. Uh, I really loved seeing all the different classes that you had so that people can really get familiar with what's going on. It's a great entry into the beekeeping world. Uh, once you're in the beekeeping world, of course, you discover lots of new things that you, you just never had an idea were even there. But the only way to really get to that point is to get started. If somebody wants to become a beekeeper, Debbie, are there some things that these individuals should think about before they even move forward, or, or is it best just to, just to get started jumping? What would you say to somebody who's thinking about well, that? Well, usually you can get your bees or your swarms um, like in April or so of the year. Mm -hmm. And so now's the time to start looking at um, handbooks or mm -hmm. some resource materials, getting your equipment together, mm -hmm. looking at where you're going to put them, the nectar source, you know, because the bees have to have food or else you have to feed them mm -hmm. to survive. Mm -hmm. But those are the things that you can prepare for, you know, and we have a beginning beekeepers class in January each year. Mm -hmm. So people who have no idea about beekeeping, they can come and um, we do very beginning beekeeping kinds of things. Um, but they can do a lot of um, prep work before they get their bees, like in April. Hey, Debbie, so nice Peter, thing. I was, you know, one thing, I'm not a beekeeper, but, of course, I, I, I like local honey. I think a lot of maybe the listeners might not know that it's important to buy local honey. It's better for you than buying the nationally produced stuff that mm -hmm. you buy at the grocery store. The local mm -hmm. stuff helps your immune system because it's, it's produced locally. So there's a difference. Maybe you can talk to speak to that a little bit. Sure. Um, 
local honey, what the bees collect the nectar, and the nectar is what the honey is made from. They also collect some of the pollen as they go along. So there is local pollen that is also in the honey. Mm -hmm. Honey by itself is a great um, immune builder, mm -hmm. but that pollen in it, it's very high protein as well. So that mm -hmm. pollen helps build up your immunities to some of the allergies. Oh yes, in fact, one of my favorite things to do is buy and get a hold of bee pollen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just an awesome thing to use. Um, and anyway, just love the bee world myself. And I encourage anybody who's thinking about, uh, you know, just really taking on a new challenge that is very exciting, fun for the whole family, fun for the universe. Think about becoming a beekeeper. Debbie, if somebody wants to find out more about the Mason Valley Beekeepers, what's the best way? We are on Facebook. We are also, um, we have a website. It's masonvalleybeekeepers.org. Okay. And they can get all the contact information there. All right. Well, we're big supporters ourselves. We're going to continue our conversation with the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. Debbie Gilmore is with us. Also, Dan Ryder joining us from Nevada Home Connections. And then we're going to talk about that big event coming up here real soon, August the 4th. It is the Reno Blue Society 25th Anniversary Dance Party. Jamie Clinton will talk about that and more after this message. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. I want to let our listeners know about a great book that I read recently and a great lady that I met. I met the author. Her name is Karen Gedney. She's known as Dr. G. She just got out of prison recently, 30 years. Ah, she was not. She was not an inmate. Dr. G was the prison doctor. Her new book, 30 Years Behind Bars, it's fantastic. I got to tell you, it was like reading a movie. It was incredible. So much fun. The characters, the illustrations. I recommend that you check it out. The book is called 30 Years Behind Bars, available for sale at Amazon.com. And if you want to find out more about Dr. Karen Gedney and her fantastic book, End Life and Career, visit her website, discoverdrg.com. That's D-R-G, discoverdrg.com. You're going to enjoy it. I'm talking today about real estate in Northern Nevada with our in-studio guests. Jamie Clund is with us. He's the president of the Reno Blues Society. Also, Debbie Gilmore is joining us, too. She's in from Yarrington today. She's talking about the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. And Dan Ryder is with us, too. Dan is a realtor and broker at Nevada Home Connections. Dan, we recently got the new update from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors for its 2018 second quarter report. Not surprisingly, home prices continue to roll up. In fact, what I see here, Dan, it says that home prices uh, for the Reno, Nevada area, second quarter median home price was $395,000. It's only an increase of 13% from last year and a 4% increase from the previous quarter. That is amazing. You know, earlier in the show, we were talking about what's happening nationally, 6, 6.6%. This is more, it's like double. Well, you look at, I think the critical numbers in this report um, is not necessarily in, in the increase in prices, but it, it, look at the decrease in inventory. Mm. You know, 12% in Washoe County. Fernley uh, had a 25% drop in inventory. Yeah. 25% drop. And this is while, you know, the, the number of people trying to move to the area, it's yeah. really been unprecedented. Right. So, so it is really a supply so it's, it's a supply problem. It's yeah. more of a supply problem than demand problem. And so, that, so the, the reason prices are so much higher in this part of the country 
is not just because people are aggressive and the economy's good and people are buying homes. It's because there just aren't that many homes just to there buy. There aren't enough. It's, uh, it, and there is, you know, little. I'm noticing, for example, some of the 55 and old, older communities, things like that, where mm -hmm. I'm seeing people going and buy now, mm -hmm. even though they have no intent of moving in there right away. But, yeah. you know, get, get a chair before the music stops type thing. Uh -huh. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting times. And so if you're selling a home, Dan, is are, are the challenges as as dramatic when you're selling a home, uh, you know. Well, you, you'd it? like to think it would just be so much easier, but you know the the truth is the the, the consumers, the public very very well informed. Mhm. Mm and so you still got to pay uh certainly attention to your pricing. You can be just a little bit over the mark and, and just wonder what happened. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's important right now is condition. I think you really have to be in top condition. We've got a mixture of millennials coming in. They don't want fixer-uppers. And then, then you have a lot of baby boomers downsizing, mm -hmm. kind of looking for the same house. And yeah, they don't want Universally, what they want is something that's cute and clean and ready to move into. Why don't you put that on your sign? Cute, clean, ready to move into. <laughs> then it would make a good ad. Cute, you should clean. be an advertiser. I should maybe consider that. I should take that up. <laughs> Northern Nevada, wow, you know, so I'm, I tell some people sometimes, or I had been telling people then, that I found the solution to the housing problem in Reno. It's called Fernley. Well, not according to this But report. not anymore, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you, I know know what, exactly. you know what, I, I said that for too long because they've obviously found <laughs> You're it. You're responsible So, so I think the next one here. is Wabuska. Wabuska, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's going on in Wabuska these not days? Not much. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I drove through it, I got hit by a gnat in my windshield and then it was gone because <laughs> it's that fast when you go through Wabuska, right? But Fernley really is a pretty cool place. Look at that median home price there, though, Dan. Uh, compared to what we got in Reno, it's about hundred grand, maybe even hundred grand yeah, less. That's certainly less. In fact, I just closed a, a transaction out there. That, you know, the young couple. He's a yeah. Tesla engineer. Yeah. They did not want Fernley, but we went out and did a little tour on a Sunday. They ended up on, on the golf course. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Sixteen hundred square feet, two hundred fifty thousand. I know. See, that's just it. So and you and you know what? What a lot of people don't understand is that gas is so much less expensive in Fernley. It's forty-five cents a gallon less. So that can cover a lot of your expense of coming back. It almost back makes sense to drive out there to gas up. I can actually, where <laughs> I live, where I live east of the airport, I can actually save money by driving to Fernley to gas mm. up. Of course, I lose it all when I go to Steve's Ice Cream because that's the best <laughs> yeah, ice cream yeah. in northern Nevada. He gets all the profit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a great place to consider. You really got to be on your toes if you're looking at real estate in northern Nevada. And and so buying a home, a challenge. What about buying investment property, Dan? If somebody wants to go out and find a home or a, a duplex, a threeplex, a fourplex, I would imagine that could be even tougher. Well, there, you know, of course, there's still a lot of that going on, too. In fact, uh, um, I haven't checked in a couple of months. Last check, 30% of the transactions in town were cash, mm. which is a pretty high number. Yeah, it is. And implies uh, a greater than normal investor level still. Yeah. So, but they're they're playing on the same field, you know, mm -hmm. which is uh, buyers wanting a place to live, and mm -hmm. uh, it's aggressive. You uh, love living in northern Nevada. I know you're a native, and you're still here. I'm a native of Colorado. I didn't stay in Colorado. I, I you know, wanted to look at the world, but this is a really a great place to live here in northern Nevada. And I would imagine, Dan, it's not only the beautiful scenery and the, the lovely homes that we can get here, but it's all the great things that go on yeah. in northern Nevada. We've got. Oh, we got Art Town coming up. In fact, Art Town's already here this yeah. month. We have uh, Hot August Nights coming up next month, one of the biggest events. I'm going to have to take Corvair out. And uh, there's all these uh, harvest festivals and so much going on. This year, the big thing going on that I'm talking about is the Reno Blue Society 25th anniversary. Dan, did you go to that first one 25 years ago since you were here at that time? No, I did not. You missed that one. I would love the blues. You know what? But it's so I got. Sad. <laughs> I've got a great, you know, you get a chance for a make good. How many chances do you get to make something good 25 years later? It's time to go. It's saying. time to go. Jamie, all right, all right, Jamie from the Reno Blue Society, you're the president. Jamie, how long have you been involved with that? I've been involved uh, about 12 years, I guess. Uh -huh. but, you know, I've been president the last three and on the board uh, yeah. a couple of years before that. Yeah. So. so the Blue Society is fun, and, and Dan had a good point. Blues sounds kind of sad sometime in a way, but, you know, blues impacts so much music. Uh, the blues history is incredible. Your historian, Roger Slug, has been with us a couple of times, and he's really gotten us up to speed on uh, really what the roots of blues. It, it goes way back. It's probably one of the truest of American music. Uh, it, it really style, is. You know, it's, it's the basis for really all of, all of modern uh, American music. You mm -hmm. know, there's some disagreement whether blues or jazz came first, but 
you know, of course, rock and roll came because of the blues and, uh, you know, really everything uh, there that we listen to now is really blues based. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's really up. There's lots of different genres within blues, but lots it's of, a lot yeah. of it. Well, what I like about the Blue Society is that you guys are a dance society as well. And my lovely fiance Sherry Hill, she loves to dance. And we've been going to Blue Society events for a number of years because of the dance element. And a lot of people may not think about blues and dance going together. But this guy, Roy Rogers, I mean, you talk about a toe tapper. He, he is indeed, you know, and, and really all, all the acts that we bring in are very danceable because our, our, our members and those who aren't members but like to, like blues music, they like to dance. So, yeah, yeah we're August 4th. It's our 25th anniversary at the Ramada. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to and find out more about it. And then we've got uh, some ticket outlets locally, uh, uh, Hippies uh, Pipe and Incense over on Victorian Avenue. We've mm-hmm. got Recycle Records and mm-hmm. the Melting Pot in Midtown and the Beat Store down in Carson City. But again, August 4th, our 25th anniversary for the Reno Blues Society, Roy Rogers and uh, renoblues.org. It's really a cool, cool society that you've got. I remember you used to do the Mash Bash. Uh, that Sherry and I went to often, and, and uh, we love that. And then recently you had your spring dance at Coaches, so let our listeners know about that. that well, was we, well, yeah, we do a lot of different things. So you talk about uh, we, just, we do a spring dance, and we've kind of moved that around to do some different things with that. That's kind of our membership dance. Mm-hmm. This year we're doing our 25th anniversary. Uh, a couple of years ago we started uh, kind of our version of a pub crawl. We call it Balloons and Blues Struts so on Saturday of Balloon Race weekend. Uh, Victorian Avenue, we've got four blues bands at four bars, and those right in Victorian, if you know that, Great Basin, Mummers, Patty and Irene's, and the Cantina, they're all literally right next door to each other. So it really lends itself to kind of strolling and stopping mm-hmm. in one place and listen to a band and then going to and listen to the next band. And they're all blues bands that we do that on. Mm-hmm. So that's September 8th. Uh, uh, Peter, you mentioned we used to do a uh, MASH Bash, which is a veterans benefit. We've changed that now. Uh, this will be the second year that we've done a Halloween dance. A Monster Mash. And uh, yeah, well, we're, we're called Halloween Monster Mash, so we've kind of put the mash into it. But mm-hmm. uh, with uh, we had some folks that you know were kind of tired of dressing up as a MASH character, so now you can come. You can still come as a MASH or a military figure if you want, mm-hmm. but you can uh, come as the. Uh, uh, costume of choice, I guess, with our Halloween dance. So uh, we do that. Yeah, if you don't see me there, it's because I win as the Invisible Man. <laughs> but yeah. I will be there. Even if you bad. don't see me. That was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's bad I just heard it, radios <laughs> turning off. It's bad, it, but it's true. It's absolutely <laughs> true. got to go. It's so much fun. Reno Blues Society 25th Anniversary Dance Party. Roy Rogers. Listen, if to our listeners, if you don't know who Roy Rogers is, I encourage you to check it out. Google him. Look at YouTube. I'm not talking about Roy Rogers and Dale Evans, Roy Rogers. I'm talking about a new Roy Rogers. Uh, he is fantastic. And I've discovered a whole new music uh, uh, performer, Jamie, that I never knew of really before this year. And I'm, I'm really glad I did because we love to dance. And Roy Rogers is the man. Well, and, you know, he's been doing it for about 40 years. And believe it or not, he played at our, our first dance that we did. I wasn't here for it, but no. in the summer of 93, he played at our first dance. So that was some of the uh, incentive to kind of rebook him and bring mm. him back and, you know, mm. kind of relive that. And, uh, and and obviously he's he's even bigger and better than he was 25 years ago. It's a long break, 25 years ago, to go behind stage, smoke a cigarette, and come back out and do Act Two 25 years later. But we're going to get a chance to see it. Roy Rogers and the Delta Rhythm Kings, August the 4th at the Ramada Inn. It's the Reno Blue Society 25th Anniversary Dance Party. Jamie, if somebody wants information, where can they find that? If they go to renoblues.org, it's our website. We've got, uh, there's a place you can buy tickets there. And we've got all of our history and other current information up there, our newsletters and, and all that information. So please go there and uh, find out about the Reno Blues Society. Coming up fast, we'll keep you posted on Thanks for being with us today. Debbie Gilmore, thanks for driving over from Yarrington today. Thanks for Talk having to us me, about Peter. Via Wabuska. Yes. Via Wabuska, yes. yes. It's a sweet <laughs> trip always when you're in the honey business. Uh, real quickly, I know we're running short on time. Hall's Honey, can you tell us about that? Hall's Honey, yes. Hall's, uh, Hall is my main name. That was my great-grandfather that moved. And when my husband Andy and I started the bee business, we kept that, that name going. So 
that's Hull Honey from Yarrington, Nevada. All right, you want to Google that, you'll find Debbie Gilmore and some of the best honey in the world. Thank you for being with Thank us. Thank you. Hope you come back. Thank you. I certainly will. All right, and Dan Ryder from Nevada Home Connections. Dan, I hope you enjoy being with our show today. It's great to be here. Yeah, if somebody's looking to buy or sell a home, what do you recommend? Me. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> What's the best way? What's your website? 7757. Oh, that's not a website. It's right. a phone number. It's okay. Give me the phone number. Okay. Well, how about just send me an email? Dan oh. at nvhomeconnections.com. Dan at nvhomeconnections.com. Great. Hope you come back to talk to us again sometime soon. I will. Thank our listeners for tuning in as well. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Tell your friends to join us, too, and we'll chat more then. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.